Good afternoon, everybody. You are tuned in to the Scarb Show. This is episode number one. Uh, this is your host, Andrew Scarborough, based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. And we are a podcast that discusses daily sports and entertainment news, along with discussions and reactions to all the breaking news in the daily world each week. So we got a lot to cover today. Stick around. Let's have a blast. But first off, let's get you into it with a little bit of J. Cole. And we're back. Hope you guys are all loosened up from a little bit of J. Cole. Lights, please. It's a classic song. And we're ready to get into it. I appreciate you listening and sticking around. Whether it's for five minutes or the whole show, we always appreciate the listens no matter how long. So let's get right into it. We head to the NFL. Uh, Star linebacker Devin White from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, breaking news this week, has requested a trade from the team. Uh, Honestly, we're not too surprised about that. Um, Tampa Bay's Super Bowl bill is due. Um, They spent all their money with buying players, acquiring Tom Brady, acquiring Gronk, Antonio Brown. The list goes on and on and on. Now they are in total rebuild mode with Tom Brady officially retiring from the NFL. Um, I don't blame Devin White. I'm surprised Levante David, their other star linebacker, stuck around. Um, He's just loyal to Tampa Bay, which is great to see. You love seeing loyalty with players. But Devin White, I'm not surprised he's requested a trade. They don't want to pay him. They say the Bucs don't want to trade him. But honestly, I don't get why NFL teams do this. If a team, if a player is disgruntled, why does a team want to keep it around just for them to leave in free agency anyways? Trade them now, get what you can get for them, and move on with it. There's plenty of other linebackers in the draft and free agency. You can find them everywhere. Devin White, of course, is a superstar, upcoming superstar. He's young, he's adaptable, but like I said, you can find linebackers anywhere. But the good best fits, I would trade Devin White too. Um, let's see. Baltimore would be a great fit for Devin White. They have a young core of defensive guys, including Rokon Smith, who they just gave a $118 million contract extension to last year. Um, and then they also have Patrick Queen. But Patrick Queen, we're not too sure if he's adaptable, if he can stay healthy. I think you trade Devin White to Baltimore for Patrick Queen. Get your young linebacker. It's a young, young swap. Uh, You don't have to pay Devin White. You let Baltimore have all the money with Roquan Smith and Devin White eventually when they do go and pay him. And it is a great opportunity for Baltimore because you have one of the dynamic duos at linebacker and a young dynamic duo at linebacker for the foreseeable future. That pairing of Roquan Smith and Devin White would be wild. I mean, wild. That would be just, they they would be set back to the Ray Lewis eras and the dog eras of Baltimore. So, uh, of course, we're, we're still looking at what Lamar Jackson does, of course. But going into that, speaking of Baltimore again, uh, star wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. has signed a one-year, $18 million contract with the Baltimore Ravens. What does this mean, do you think? I think it is an enticement to keep Lamar Jackson to stay in Baltimore because, as we know, Lamar Jackson requested a trade also last month. 
that he was want out of Baltimore because they will not pay what he is worth, he believes. Remember, Lamar Jackson's does not have a agent. He is representing himself, which can be a beneficial factor. You don't have to pay an agency fee, but you also do run the risk of not getting paid your worth. So he thinks, hey, if you're not going to pay me my worth and I'm going to represent myself, I might as well just request a trade out of Baltimore. Yeah, okay, you see, I get I get where he's coming from because, you know, the last uh, year we've had three major quarterback contracts flown out to quarterbacks that honestly haven't proven much more better than Lamar Jackson has. I mean, Lamar Jackson's actually proved a lot better. Number one is Russell Wilson. Probably one of the biggest mistakes uh, ever if this year doesn't turn around for the Denver Broncos. A five-year, $200 million extension to Russell Wilson. Secondly, we have Deshaun Watson from the Cleveland Browns quarter. He is their quarterback. He's had legal problems in the past, as we all know of. Um, they gave him a also a $200 million contract. And the third one you do always forget about is down in good old Arizona. Quarterback Kyler Murray got an extension for $200 million. And what did all these quarterbacks have in common? They have had terrible seasons. They got the money, and they've had terrible seasons. So if you're from Lamar Jackson's perspective, you're looking at it like, hey, if these guys are worth $200 million and can't even make the playoffs on potentially not that great of teams, honestly, um, I have a team around me that I know I can bring to the Super Bowl. I've had more experience in the playoffs the last couple of years. I shouldn't say over the years because Russell Wilson, of course, is a – MVP, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's been to the Super Bowl twice. Of course, many playoff appearances. We still have yet to learn with Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray if they can reach those kind of accolades. But if you're Lamar Jackson, you're looking at it like, hey, if these guys can't play as good and they're getting paid, I deserve to get paid a lot because I am getting our team to the playoffs. So... You do, you do understand both sides, and I do understand Baltimore. Why? Look at the three mistakes from Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and Kyler Murray. Look at what they have done to their team's futures. They have invested all of their money into their quarterback. So if these three quarterbacks don't work out, they don't have any money for the future. And that's what Baltimore's saying. Baltimore's saying, listen, if we give you all this money and you don't pan out, then we are in the Shits Creek for the next five years. Um, so I, I, I'm with it both both ways. If they if it, if it doesn't work out in Baltimore with Lamar, they have no money to spend for their future. You better hope Lamar's carrying that team to the Super Bowl, especially if you acquire Devin White, which I believe, and you gave Odell Beckham. Let's say Odell Beckham, $18 million you owe him this year. First off, he was only being offered $6 million from other teams, um, and you went and jumped the gun and offered him $18 million. 
maybe you should have used that other 12 million to entice your quarterback and give it to the contract put it you, you it just doesn't make sense. Why Why are you paying a wide receiver that is coming off an ACL tear and hasn't played all of last year $18 million when you don't even know? He might even be past his prime now. Now, I'm not joking. I, I get it. I get it. It's Odell Beckham Jr. But Odell Beckham, let's say, ever since Cleveland, he hasn't been the same. Let's just be honest here. His Giants years were magnificent, were great. Ever since Cleveland, I mean, he did all right in L.A., I'm not too impressed with him in L.A., but I, he did. It was the ultimate goal. He got a Super Bowl. So now you bring in Odell Beckham, which you overpaid, that has a injury that we're not too sure of, a hasn't played in a whole year, and instead you gave that money to a wide receiver than you did your quarterback's contract. So we got to look at it from both perspectives. I agree with Lamar Jackson, but I also agree with Baltimore. So because of past history with bad contracts but this is if you think this is your quarterback for the future baltimore you have to pay this guy if you're i mean if you're planning on moving on from him get what you can get i mean just i would i would set the bar so high i, I mean look at aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers is reportedly going to the jets sometime or another and they want a First round pick for a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Now, if they're going to get a first round pick for 39 Aaron Rodgers, 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers, imagine what you could get with a 25-year-old Lamar Jackson in his prime that is proven to win games. Yes, he does have some accuracy issues, but the threat of the legs to go, and he can pass the ball decently enough. I mean... Let's be honest, Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. So if you're thinking about trading Lamar Jackson, I, whatever team wants him, you, you at least get two first-rounders, at least two first-rounders. So you know you're at least set up for the future, you have a backup plan, and you're saving all that money from not paying him. The only bad thing is now Odell Beckham goes to a team with no quarterback. And that's why I think the main reason they did bring in Odell Beckham was to keep Lamar Jackson there, to entice him. Because let's be honest, their best wide receivers are Rashad Bateman, Devin DuVernay. They just signed Nelson Aguilar. I don't even know if Sammy Watkins is still there. But that's not a wide receiver core that entices Lamar Jackson to want to stay. Now that you bring in Odell Beckham, a proven wide receiver, which I said earlier has some uh bad things that could happen with not playing for a whole year and coming off an acl tear you do run the risk but it does entice him to want to stay in baltimore now i don't believe one ride receiver is going to want him to stay obviously it's the contract it's gonna the contract is gonna make him want to stay but also you have to entice him with if i sign this contract are you building players around me are you trying to build this team around me? i understand they have mark andrews which who is a great tight end i they have great offensive line pieces and zeitler um so i believe uh that baltimore could really do some good if they do i think they should pay the guy and like i said before go acquire devin white just 
just just you want to win now. You want to entice Lamar Jackson to win. Want to win now. You want to build a team around him. Plus, we even have an NFL draft coming up. I mean, you could add some dangerous pieces to him. I would get a deal done before the draft even starts. All right, moving on now. In other NFL news, uh, during the week, the Atlanta Falcons surprisingly surprisingly have acquired Jeff Akuda from the Detroit Lions. Remember, Jeff Akuda was the third pick in, I believe, was it the 2020 or 2021 draft? Uh, I think it was 2020, if I remember right. But this comes to show why you don't take defensive players, especially defensive backs, in top 10 picks. I mean, unless the dude's Deion Sanders, you just don't take quarter cornerbacks or safeties in top 10. I mean, maybe if you, you you take one, if you're if you have the quarterback, if you have the offensive line, if you have everything else, then you go and draft a defensive back with your third pick. But honestly, it's still, I don't draft a defensive back in top ten. If I do have a top ten back or t- top ten pick in the draft, I trade out. I try to get as much as I can possible. You can find defensive backs everywhere in the draft. I mean, there's just steals after steal after steal. Now, I do know some of them do pan out, of course. But, like, including example, Patrick Sertan of the Denver Broncos, I believe was picked, uh, was it 10th, I believe, in the 2021 NFL Draft. But, oh, pick nine. Excuse me. I was corrected. Pick nine. So that was in top ten, of course. That looks like it is working out in Denver. He is a young rising superstar. He is the face of the Denver Broncos. Uh, defensively wise, he reminds the Broncos fans of a young champ, Bailey. Brings that excitement back to Denver. But still, that is just one out of all the defensive back mistakes. I can name Deion Sanders, Patrick Sertan. Jeez, uh, I don't even know. You, my my thing is, though, you just don't take defensive backs in top 10 picks. And Jeff Okuda is an example of that. They moved on from him two years after they drafted him with the third overall pick, which is marvelous. I, I, I thought it was a stupid pick from the get-go. I mean... Geez, there were so many better players in that draft that, I mean, of course you're not going to get Joe Joe Burrow, and Chase Young went second, of course. But you did have Justin Herbert, which would have solved your quarterback problems at going down at six. You had Isaiah Simmons at eight, who is a young rising star linebacker for Arizona. Um, you do, there, like I said, there was just, so many better other picks in the top 10 that you could have went with. Even Jedrick Willis uh, Jr. of the Cleveland Browns, the offensive lineman, he has been a solid offensive lineman for Cleveland. And offensive lineman, I will take in the top 10 any day because you win on offensive line. You just do. If your quarterback is running for his life, 
he can't score touchdowns. He can't throw balls. He can't do half the stuff a quarterback does. When you have a solid offensive line, your quarterback becomes so much better. So always top 10. If it's a, if it ain't quarterback or offensive line, I'm trading out. I mean, even linebacker, I'm not taking in the top 10 unless they are just totally, totally badass. I mean, yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't get the pick, um, but good for Atlanta. They acquire a young, uh, Defensive back from Detroit to pair with Casey Hayward and AJ Terrell. That is going to be a solid defensive back uh, group if this all works out together. Plus, the Falcons just acquired Jesse Bates and free agency, one of the top safeties in the league. They also built uh, their defensive lineup, bringing in Calais Campbell from the Baltimore Ravens. So, Atlanta's defense is looking really nice this year. If they can if they can put it together offensively, then I feel like that defense will just will, will, will hold up. I mean, and they even got Rashawn Evans, their star linebacker in the middle. So that that defense is looking really 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 good after this trade for Atlanta. Um I'm not sure where Detroit goes in the draft. My opinion, I think they go defensive end in the draft. Um, just to pair up with Aiden Hutchinson on the other corner. I mean, they have the running back. They have the quarterback. They have a solid offensive line. I mean, they still could go off. If one of those guys like Paris Johnson or Peter Skaronsky falls to them, I could see them building that offensive lineup to help Jared Goff be the old Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff had a solid season last year. That they barely missed the playoffs is killing because I will guarantee you right now Detroit makes the playoffs next year. So yeah, that was a that was a that was a wild trade to see this this week. I mean, it's been a wild offseason in the NFL period, but I mean that was that was a good one. That was that that was a good trade for I believe both teams. So all right, moving on, and as you know. Since this podcast is based off in Salt Lake City, Utah, represent baby, we just got some breaking news today. The current date is April 12th, uh, 2023. Some miraculous news potentially for the Salt Lake City sports uh, group. Uh, They have announced, Gail Miller and company have announced they are thrown into the mix of cities hoping to land an MLB expansion team. Let's go. Now, this totally excites me because I'm a huge baseball guy. I grew up playing baseball. It's been my number one love since I was a kid. Love going to baseball games. I currently work for a minor league baseball team here in Salt Lake City area called the Salt Lake Bees. So, obviously, I'm a big baseball guy. I'm totally excited about this move. I hope they nail it. I think there, I think there's three teams up for grabs, uh, or three cities up for grabs right now that could possibly get teams, which I believe is Las Vegas, Nevada, and Nashville, Tennessee. And then, of course, Salt Lake City, Utah are the three logical cities that make sense of landing an MLB extension 
expansion team or even two. So hopefully we can get one here in Salt Lake City. I mean, we do have uh, the Utah Jazz and Real Salt Lake, but it would be nice to have another professional team as this state is really represented by minor league and college uh, teams atmosphere. So I, I believe uh, bringing in the MLB franchise would, would really help put Salt Lake City more on the map. I mean, it is a beautiful state with the mountains and all the outdoor stuff you can do. Uh, I mean, of course, the nightlife isn't as great as, let's say, Vegas, New York City, even Denver. You know, it's not it's not as great. But I, but I think if you bring in an MLB team, it helps them create a more of a nightlife in Salt Lake City, but also you bring excitement to the Salt Lake Valley. You bring more sports revenue to the Salt Lake Valley. I think they are relocating. I believe the stadium is going to be built somewhere downtown, which would be my belief, maybe even replace as a other news, the Salt Lake Bees minor team is getting a new stadium in 2025. They are currently located in Salt Lake City, Utah, downtown. They are moving to Daybreak, Utah. Um, so I could see the the MLB team just rebuilding the spot um, where they used to have the old Smith's Ballpark, or current Smith's Ballpark, I should say, from the minor league team Bees. Um, so, yeah, I could, I could see them placing it there or somewhere, hopefully, that has a beautiful view of the mountains that we can still keep from the Salt Lake Bees and Smith's Ballpark view. Um, so, yeah, I'm way excited about this. I hope we land one, and I hope it is soon. I hope it's in the next two, maybe three years, but that would be nice. I hope they I hope they figure it out for sure. Of course, you got to build the stadium, which takes a couple years, obviously, but I hope they make a decision here soon. What would the name be, though? What would you call a baseball team in Utah? Hmm. That's a question. I mean, I mean, we have the Salt Lake City goals for the minor league bees. And now we have the bees. We have the stingers. So you got to come up with something. Different. You got to come up with something that's culturally represents Utah. I mean, maybe the Utah arches. I don't know. That's kind of stupid. But I don't know. We're throwing names out here. But definitely, definitely, hopefully, maybe we even just get a former or a current MLB team. Don't change the name. You just change the city like the Oakland days. Just call them the Salt Lake City Athletics. I, I mean, or even Tampa Bay, but you would have to t- change the Rays because there ain't no Rays, Manta Rays in Salt Lake City, Utah. We live in a desert over here, so you definitely have to change that name because that name would definitely not work in Salt Lake. Um, but that's the two teams I could see potentially if they do not create a, an expansion team moving to the Salt Lake City area just because their stadiums are terrible. And their cities just don't really care. I mean, they, Tampa Bay is a football town. It, it really is. Um, Oakland is just Oakland now. They've lost the Raiders. Um, that The Warriors moved over to San Francisco. So technically, they're not even in Oakland anymore. So I got... Oakland is just Oakland now. It's, 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 a, it's a part of California. Trust me, I love Oakland. I've been to Oakland, but... It's just if they don't want to build a team or, or build a new stadium for the A's, then I don't blame them for moving. I didn't blame the Raiders going to Vegas. It created more revenue for the the Raiders. 
they didn't want to get a new stadium for the Raiders. So Mark Davis said, all right, well, I guess I'm going to Vegas because you guys don't want to help us out here down in Oakland. So that's the two logical teams I could see moving to the Salt Lake area if they do not create an expansion team. So let's hope it is Salt Lake City chosen because from the news today, it does sound like they are pretty determined to land an MLB team here in Utah. So we'll see how that all plays out and wait for the future. All right, now we're moving on to the end of the show here. But before we go, I always like to give a fun fact of the day. So for the fun fact of the day for April 12th, I believe it is a Wednesday today. The fun fact for today is the first person convicted of speeding was only going eight miles an hour. That is wild because eight, I mean, eight miles an hour on a scooter is, yeah, you're hauling ass, but eight miles an hour in a car, like how much damage? I mean, I'm sure you could do a lot of damage if you, if you did accidentally hit somebody or something, but I mean, eight miles an hour compared to speed limits now today. I mean, we get, they got us going 70 down a freaking freeway. So that's wild, man. I couldn't imagine getting a ticket for eight miles an hour. I, I know cars back then probably didn't move as quick. And there was probably a lot more traffic in between roads. Cause obviously they weren't really roads. They were kind of just dirt paths, but still, I mean, could you imagine getting pulled over going eight miles an hour? in what is the speed limit? Like five? Like that's, that's, that's nothing. That's, that's, that's wild. I couldn't imagine. I'd be so mad, bro. If that happened today, could you imagine the outrage of getting a ticket for eight miles an hour? Like, could you imagine that? That would never happen. That would never slide. I mean, now you can get pulled over for going five over apparently, but that's like in a 30, 35 mile an hour zone, not a five mile an hour zone. So yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting how they used to, how fast and how developed, uh, engineering and cars have been made that they can increase speed limits and not pull people over for going over eight miles an hour so that's your fun fact for the day i hope you gained some good knowledge from that i hope you enjoyed that if you didn't well at least you know another fun fact for some random day you have more knowledge and that's what i'm here for is to provide the news give you more knowledge and have some fun with it so Thank you for sticking around. This has been The Scarb Show. I am your host, Andrew Scarborough, and we will see you next week.